Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. It has begun! Oh, shit. Where's our bandana? Fuck. Got it at home with my back cave shit. Team Desator. Here we go. This is our first inaugural video of Revenge of the Action Movie, where we're gonna do 80s, 90s action movies, the deep, dark cuts, the shit nobody seems to talk about or give a shit about these days. That is what this channel is gonna be about. If you know us from our channel, we watch the movie where we do horror and all sorts of shit. This is a brand new endeavor for us where we're covering, today we're doing Bloodsport, we're gonna do Jean-Claude Van Damme, we're gonna do Arnold Schwarzenegger, we're gonna do all sorts of missile launchers and fucking bicep curls and all sorts of amazing shit. It's gonna get manly, it's gonna get sweaty, and it's gonna get womanly too. We're gonna get testosterone fueled and fucking butt hair in the goddamn wind. And estrogen. So, I mean, no, yeah. no estrogen, estrogen allowed. This is testosterone fuel. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Bloodsport opens up with Kowloon Walled City in Hong Kong, where the Kumite takes place. Now, the city no longer exists as it was demolished back in 1993 for being the exact shit show it's depicted at in Bloodsport. A real-life Mega City 1 from Judge Dredd, the Kowloon Walled City was looked at as almost a separate entity from Hong Kong entirely and ran rampant with crime because of it. Director Newt Arnold has a holy shit-stacked list of impressive films on his resume as a second-unit director including The Jerk, The Goonies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, God Father 2, 16 Candles, Blue Chips, Last Action Hero, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, Blade Runner, and a metric fuck ton more. The only other two films he actually directed, however, were horror films Bloodthirst and Hands of a Stranger. So Bloodsport, guys, 1988, based on Frank Dukes, the real-life superhero, the real-life Kumite champion. Real-life compulsive liar. <laughs> he lied, but who cares? I believe it still because Jean-Claude Van Damme did it so convincingly in Bloodsport. This is one of the best fucking action films of all time. It's got so much good shit in it. Oh, my God. Every time you fuck it, it's got... First off, they choreographed the fuck out of it. It looks amazing. Every fight sequence looks awesome. All the characters are memorable to me. It's got great music. It's got music that motivates you for life. There's nothing about it. Draw and it back to survive. Okay, I got a two taken out the other day, and I think it leveled up my range. I think I can sing higher now. Now your nuts are just smaller. Oh, Van Damme is a great actor and delivers the lines perfectly. Then you get to see some butt cheeks in this as well, because Van Damme gets to have sex with that hot reporter and immediately takes off his underwear and has sex with her as you do. But when he's getting up in the morning, you see his little speedies. It's got those nice Hanes man thongs. He is tanned all the way up and down, looking good. <laughs> 
go through the list really quick and just get this out of the way for the rest of the video that so we're on the same page that Jean-Claude Van Damme pretending to be Frank Dukes is badass. But Frank Dukes, as a person, is not. When we're introduced to Frank, he's in the military. That part is true. However, he also says he was sent on secret overseas missions and recorded the Medal of Honor while he was there. By detective test determined That's that a was a lie. <laughs> so what is he doing? Frank was actually photographed wearing the Medal of Honor at one point, but it was the wrong one. Frank was in the Marines, and he was photographed at a party wearing an Army Medal of Honor. When asked about it, he said he's not sure why the Marines would give him an Army Medal of Honor. Then later on, he changed the story, and he said, well, actually, uh, it was a Halloween costume. He also maintains that he can't produce the Kumite sword, one in the Kumite, as proof of the events because he lost it, stay with me here, in a failed attempt to buy the freedom of a boat of orphans who he later rescued from pirates. You cannot get katana sword by stealing. He cannot produce the Kumite sword because he lost it in a failed attempt to buy the freedom of a boat of orphans who he later rescued from pirates. Yeah. He sounds like the weird kid in 7th grade who said that he was dating a supermodel, but you couldn't meet her right now because she's super busy at her model shoot in Fiji. Frank also says that after his marine days, he was recruited by the CIA for super secret missions. But don't take my word for it because he wrote a book about himself and his secret missions entitled it The Secret Man. The CIA has actually come out on multiple levels to refute his claims as completely and utterly untrue. So what is he doing? There have been literally multiple books about military and martial arts frauds, all including the name Frank Dukes at or near the top. He tried to sue one of them and he lost, which happens a lot to him. Uh, he also, by the way, said at one point that he stopped an assassination attempt directed at Steven Seagal. God. Frank also went on to sue Jean-Claude Van Damme himself in court, alleging that he stole ideas from him while the two worked on a script for Jean-Claude Van Damme's The Quest. He lost that case too, because he said that he had tapes proving JCVD's guilt, but they were lost in an earthquake. So ultimately, Bloodsport is an entire work of fiction, the idea of which was based on a guy who should have actually been a fiction writer instead of a liar McFuckface. But enjoy the movie, because Bloodsport still rages to the McFucking fullest. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a real life hero. It doesn't matter what. Like right. I said, at the very end of the movie, when he does the... And the, and, the, and the music comes on, and it was like, this film is based on a true story. I don't give a fuck if Frank Dukes lied in real life, because that's not my Frank Dukes. Jean-Claude Van Damme is my Frank Dukes, and that motherfucker did have the fast yeah! KO in the Kumite. Bolo Young, by the way, uh, is, is he's actually a really nice guy from what uh, the, the several interviews that Jean-Claude Van Damme had done on him, and he was 50-something years old when they filmed this. That motherfucker looked good. You see those pecs, dude? Yeah, well... It, you see those pecs? He looked good. I mean, he moves them and shit. Oh, my God. He's like, God, fucking guy damn, can you crush a scared. walnut with his butt And cheeks. I like how he walks down and stalks his enemies in the Kumite, because he walks them down like Mike Tyson looking for, like, an ear to bite. Yeah. Because he's like... And he's like, he's like bored with it. He's like... I like his celebrations though when he wins. He's like, all of a sudden he's like a happy 12 year old. He's like, <laughs> So the movie starts with everybody cleaning the ring and like showing you the setting that the Kumite is going to take place in. Now, the Kumite is an ultra secret uh, fighting martial arts, I don't know, I keep saying championship, but tournament yeah. that goes on in the bowels of Hong Kong. It goes back to the agreement between Great Britain and China. Once you step out of the sunlight into the narrow corridor, it's time to protect your nuts, guys. It starts out and he's in the military and he's doing his roundhouse kicks on this fucking on his on his uh, speed bag or whatever, just looking sexy, sweaty, doing his thing. When a military officer comes in, he's like, "Hey, man, 
Cap wants to talk to you. And he's like, but first I have to take a shower. I like how he looked at him sexually too, because when the when the cat when the when the starch came in, he was like because <laughs> I, mean, I would be you know, impressed too because his splits were incredible and he was kicking the shit out of it he was like Kono Koko would like to see you now and he even did one more show off kick when he did that last kick he's like okay one second and he did that kick and he was like mm. and he was like then he's like I have to take a shower he's like I have to wait he's like of course <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he escapes because he knows that the commander or whatever wants to talk to him about him going to Hong Kong to fight in the Kumite. So he escapes, he goes AWOL, and then he shows up at Sweet Miss Tanaka's door. I call her Sweet Miss Tanaka because she's just a lovely lady. And Sounds like a discontinued tea. <laughs> you, you have this quick flashback of when he was a kid and how he met Tanaka and how this whole thing started. He broke into his house when he was like 17 or 16 years old, tried to steal a katana sword, and and he got caught. Uh, Tanaka's son whooped his ass, and then he's like, "You cannot get Tanaka sword by, or you cannot get Kanata sword by stealing. It's his secret, weapon, ancient weapon, or something like that." I wasn't going to steal it. You didn't flinch. You have fighting spirit. He's like, you're not going to call the cops? Not if we can make a deal. And then he goes to his parents. Basically, he's like, you grow vines. <laughs> Frank's tell me you came to America to grow vine. Yes, that's right. I work at the Verne Vineyard. I came here to grow fish in my hatchery. We both grow children. And he was like, what do you mean, martial science? He's like, like vines, children need training. So basically what he does is instead of calling the cops, he recruits Van Damme as a young kid to help with training of his son. That's enough. That's all for today. Not yet. Why don't you quit, Round Eye? He's like, how come you coach him and not me? He's like, <laughs> he's like why don't you quit, Round Eye? He's like, I brought you here to train, help me train my son. Don't question me! Brought you here to help me train my son. Don't question me. If you expect me to be punching bad, you can forget about our deal. It was like Eli Manning had sex with Shading Tatum and they had a kid together. And he's wearing a New York Giants shirt, but a San Francisco Giants hat. I think that's just Eli Manning in general. <laughs> Out of nowhere, fucking Shindo dies. You don't get to see it. Though. You don't know what happens. All of a sudden, they're just sitting, kneeled next to each other in front of his vigil, and uh, and then you've got the amazing scene. When Shingo died, it stopped. Teach me. I can do it. You are not Japanese. You are not a Tanaka. And not to mention the fact that you have like some great music to go along with that. Like, do you get uh, like even? I mean, I, this is an action film, okay? And this is an action channel, so you're not gonna cry. My eyes were sweating, but you get misty-eyed when you're watching it a little bit because it's like you know the music is really you know, the, you know Tanaka is basically revealing a little bit of his backstory, saying that he left Japan because of the war. His first family had died in uh, Hiroshima, and he left the war because the war was wrong, and he came to America to start over with a new family, a new kid to pass down this this uh, legacy. And then when Shino died, it stopped. And then you know I love that once there's one specific line that I always think was really good when. Uh, uh, Frank Deuce or John claude Van Damme, he's like, but you have so much to teach. Like, it was so good, though, because he's like, you have so much to give. There's so much more in you. And then when, you know, there's this one scene, though, when the music really kind of picks up at the crescendo, you can see Van Damme really thinking, and his eyebrows go up real high, and he's like, teach me. <laughs> I can do it. You know I'm not Japanese. You're not Tanaka. You taught me using any technique that works, never to limit myself to one style, to keep an open mind. What? To honor you, Shidoshi. Shidoshi. And then you go into the fucking, like, badass, cool-ass uh, music. That's when the great music picks up. That great score picks up that... Woohoo! 
That's how you feel when you get that, that music that goes on when the training montage is how you feel when you get a fresh haircut at the barbershop and you walk out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great scene. It is a touching scene. You're right. And one of the things that I think are underrated is fuck about this movie. People laugh at it and they make fun of it or whatever. But dude, Ooh, I'll Sean, find Claude, Sean Claude Van Damme, this was his first big role. Like he came to America from Belgium. He had fucking nothing. He was a big, huge dude over in Belgium. Like he had money, cars, women, everything the way he describes it. He and, came waffles. Here, and waffles. <laughs> he came here. He had fucking nothing. And nobody would give him a chance. And the producer of this film actually sat him down. And he was like, you're not Chuck Norris. You're not a star. You're, you're nothing, and then and and Sean Claude Van Damme got pissed. Whatever happened, happened. And eventually, he was like, "Fine, Bloodsport. Here you go. You want to prove to me that you're a star? Here's Bloodsport." And then, th so this was Van Damme's first chance to really show it off. And apparently, allegedly, legendarily, when Van Damme actually saw the script, saw the the cut of this, mm -hmm. once he got back, he cried because it was edited so poorly. Van Damme actually ended up helping edit the film to make it what it is today. But what I, what I'm getting at is that Van Damme in this movie gets laughed at a lot. But I think that his acting performance was actually super fucking good, man. Just like that scene you were just talking about. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, his 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 English isn't that great. Sometimes it comes off kind of kind of funky. Neither or whatever. was Arnold's, but I mean, he's able to deliver. Exactly, so. and he has emotional scenes in this. When they get to the fight scenes, like something as simple as a punch when he hits that dude in the stomach, he's like, ah! oh fuck, my tooth, shit. So eventually they do the training montage, which is one of the greatest training montages since Rocky, I think. I think this is really this good. rivals Rocky of the training montage. He's getting his ass kicked. He learns how to fucking grab fish out of the water. He learns how to serve tea to sweet Mrs. Tanaka and her husband. Uh, that whole scene is just so amazing, and it goes on for quite a long time, and it culminates in Van Damme fucking on the, on the ropes like... <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker was getting racked. Oh, man. And and by the way, it didn't hurt him because Van Damme could do the splits. No problem. No problem. But, and he starts rising up. Dude, it's like, to me, in that moment, it's like, a, a, like a, a small little tiny narrative of like how you can get stuck in a shitty part of your life and everything sucks, and then you can rise up out of it. Goddamn right. And he's doing it, and Tanaka himself, which I always like, the subtlety. There's the subtlety, and a lot of, you know you won't see it unless you're really paying, and you've maybe seen the movie a few times or you're, you're paying attention for that part. You watch Tanaka's eyebrows, because then he starts going, like, he's like, damn. Because he's like, I did not expect it. You have earned Katana Sword. It's fucking, but it's so cool though because it's like a like a respect like a you know it's like the final thing that that uh, John uh, that Frank Dukes had to do to prove that he had actually mastered this uh, martial science that Tanaka had passed down and I think it's such a, a such a great wonderful part of the movie and it's one of those the, the, you know and even the part when they have this little ceremony just the two of them and you know he gives them the katana sword that he was gonna steal when he was a kid and he's like that you have to earn it it's a very special sword and it all comes back full circle dude I think it's so fucking awesome and we haven't even gotten to the fucking kumite yet frank decide he tells uh tanaka who you assume is on his deathbed because he's laying there like a fucking sardine yeah. <laughs> next to the he, window he drank too much the night before he just hung over <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in hot rod where he goes up to his dad he's like you can't die how am i gonna kick your ass <laughs> he goes he tells me he's gonna fight for him in the in the kumite to honor him shidoshi mm. and he goes to Hong Kong, where he meets uh, Ray Jackson's character. I love Ray Jackson. Who you might know. Too handsome for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you might notice from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds! He had a nice little role in Grind. That guy actually played for the San Diego Chargers before he decided to become an actor, which is pretty fucking cool. But uh, it's, it's this classic fucking face. You guys know his face and what he looks like. They play a video game together, which is how they, they become fast friends in their competitiveness. I think that's, that holds true today. Yeah, that's how you make friends with yeah. dudes. But see, you, just, but we you don't fight them. We don't have our and shit anymore, but 
it's over Xbox Live, you become friends or something. Exactly. It doesn't have to be in a fist fight, just in a competitive nature whatsoever. You bond over it. Sometimes... you're a little old for video games. You want to go again, huh? <laughs> I'm Lynn. You Jackson? You look like a Jackson. That will make you Frank Ducks. No, no, no. It's Dukes. Gotcha. Like, put up your Dukes, right? Okay, so here's the deal. And so they meet their sponsor. His job is to basically protect them and make sure they get to the Kumite on time and that they don't do anything that would get them eliminated from the tournament, which is be fighting outside the Kumite or doing anything stupid like that. Okay, USA. He takes them to this fucking ghetto-ass fucking, like, alleyway. Like, holy shit, you know there's a lot of fucking meth being smoked. I need a few more scars on my face. But I heard you can get killed at that Kumite. Only if you fuck up. When they get up to the doors of that golden arch or whatever, not McDonald's, but the golden... <laughs> but the, I feel the same way when I get to McDonald's. Yeah, but you know, they get entered, you know, into the tournament, they, they, you know, they give out their papers and who they're representing the clan. Uh, I always wondered what Jackson's clan was. Is it Harley Davidson? If Senzo Tanaka is his Shidoshi, then show us the Dimak. What the hell is a Dimak? Death touch. And then he was like, and then I love that whole fucking scene when you get the music coming on again. The music, a really important factor, like a character in the movie, really sets the scene. Yeah. It sounds like wind chimes with some cool music. <laughs> Van Damme gathers up all of his sexual energy and he BANG! I maintain to this day that that is where Mortal Kombat got their test your, test your might. You remember in Mortal Kombat when randomly in the middle of the game they'd be like, test your might. Could be. And you'd have to fucking punch the uh, bricks. I think they got that from this movie. Which, by the way, they modeled the character yeah, of Johnny I, I, Cage I, I, after Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was gonna say Mortal Kombat probably got a lot of inspiration from yeah. Bloodsport because if you look at all the characters and that the only way you can kill, you know, d d defeat your opponent, you gotta knock him out, throw the fucker right off the runway, or make him say Mate, which is pretty much like saying Uncle. Like those are the only three ways. I think they just added some fatalities because Chong Lee did do some fatalities in the Kumite because it's full contact. There is really no rules, but he breaks the bottom motherfucker. It was a badass scene, and then Jackson's like, "Whoa, yeah!" <laughs> and then. And then I like, that's the first interaction that Chong Lee has with Van Damme. Very good. But Brick, not hit back. It sounds like your dad or something. <laughs> it does. What? It sounds dad, like your unapproving, disappointed father. Yeah, he was like, hey dad, I just wrote my first novel. It's awesome. He's like, very good. But book, not give great advice. I was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. I wrote a book. He's one of the greatest bad guys in all of American action history. I'll say that right fucking now. Like, he makes you laugh and shit during the movie. He's a showman. He's almost like, like you hate Floyd Mayweather or, or, or characters like that in movies. Yeah, but he like is, in a movie-wise, he's the perfect villain. Because when he kills somebody, he, like, shows off about it. He's like, someone will hit him in the face. He's like, no, no, everyone. And then he just fucks the dude up. He's got amazing showmanship to him. The faces that he makes are scary as fuck. And not only that, but he's maybe one of the most physically formidable bad guys in action movie history. Yeah. Because he's fucking, dude, he's a specimen. He's he huge. won a Hong Kong like a bodybuilding championship like 10 years in a row or some shit. They called him uh, Chinese Hercules. He looks uh, like it. And he, and he, he studied with Bruce Lee because he was also in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Uh, an amazing actor. He did an amazing job in this movie. Van Damme was allowed to be impressive and he was allowed to be a physical specimen in his own right. But at the end of the day, you still had him as the underdog, which was so important to this fucking movie. None of this movie would have worked without uh, Bolo Young. 
I'm ready. As the tournament unfolds, you get to see a lot of cool choreographed martial arts sequences when the Kumite unfolds and these other fighters start coming in to fight each it's other. It's like the whole second half of the movie. It's fucking great. I loved every bit of that. And it was like, God damn! I was like, I picked that guy. He's going to be in the finals. That guy's not going to make it, but that guy will. Dude, as you said earlier, the, what makes this movie so special is even though, like, you can have you have characters without speaking roles in the movie, but just the way that they fight, you get to watch all these no-name guys fight each other, and they almost create characters yeah. just watching them fight. But the one that uh, Chong Lee takes and breaks his fucking leg in half, Closeness! Oh, <sighs> Hey man, your bone's sticking out of your leg. Yeah, I know that fucker just fucked me up. But uh, that guy actually played Tong Po in Kickboxer. Yeah. And that was that actually in real life is Van Damme's best friend. And he gave that role to him in Kickboxer as a favor to him and let him do it. I don't know, like he's not Asian. So they were able to they put makeup on him to make him look more Asian in the kickboxer movie. He's sucking king it like this. Yeah, but they but that's who that is. Uh, that's actually Tong Po. So in a way you got Tong Po versus Chong Lee. Now I'll show you some trick or two. The way that Van Damme fights are as, as Frank Dukes is everybody else is a lot more violent. They're a lot more like take it to you. He does it more elegant style, more like small and easy way to do it. And, and he also fought the guy, by the way, we didn't mention him. And he's also really like everybody remembers him. He's like, you want to come upstairs with me for an interview? It's like, like uh -oh. hell I will. Leave the girl alone. He's the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. And that's actually his first turn, uh, first opponent in the Kumite. Van Damme has to take on. He's like, now nah, I show you a trick or two. <laughs> and he knocks his fucking tooth out and, and you know, whoops his ass. And like, and that's, I guess that's the uh, record because he's like, that's the fastest thing I ever saw. Go. Ha. You lose, American asshole. The whole thing with Janice, the reporter, is one of the things I don't like is because when he goes up to that scene, those dudes are basically going to gonna take her and rape her, rape her and yeah. have their way with her. Um, Frank Duke saves her life in a coin flip. But I hated her character because it ties into another subplot that probably didn't need to be there, but whatever. Forrest Whitaker and the uh, FBI agents who were sent from the military to stop Frank from competing in, from competing in the Kumite. They were kind of goofballs. They, yeah, they, they, they were kind of three stoogy. Just stay out of it, pal. It's not your business, okay? I ain't your pal, dick face. But it, you can but tell it, it, was, it was forced in there just to add some running time. It was cool. The, the, actually, the, the chase sequences is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Every time you lie. You lie It's a I love it though, but it's cool as fuck, and I love it the way the whole thing's. And there was something about the boat sequence. I don't know if they did that in one shot when Van Damme was running through yeah. the boats, and they didn't break, so he had to actually do the the jumping on the boats. I think that was something like it was something along those lines. But yeah, Forrest fucking Whitaker, man, was in this movie. That was way before the Last King of Scotland, and it was good. I mean, I liked them, and they were goofballs. They were comedy relief, but yeah. I liked it. The idea that they, you know, the government was so concerned about Frank Dukes competing in this because they knew how badass Frank Dukes was, and that's why he said. You know, Uncle Sam has invested a lot of time and money in you. But then she tells on him. You know, she right, right now, skipping ahead a little bit just to knock the whole her whole storyline out of this uh, equation. They sleep together. She doesn't understand why he's doing what he's doing. And then when something unfortunate happens later on, she goes to the FBI and she tells them about him. But eventually, he just beats up a couple cops and he's, they're like, you know what? Fuck it, Frank. We can't stop you. We're gonna let you compete in the Kumite and then we'll take you back. Sweet, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Jackson actually winds up uh, fighting Chong Lee first, and Chong Lee bucks him up because Jackson thinks he won because he knocked him down. He was an idiot. He's like, Jackson! Jackson! And then uh, fucking Chong Lee's like, <laughs> He looked like he just scored two points in a, in, a, in a high school basketball game and he knew his mom was in the crowd. I think he just thought he knocked him out. Yeah, he knocks him down and he runs around. He's like, I did it, Frank! I did it! Yeah! Yeah! And then Frank's like, Dude, turn around! And then you get Van Damme doing the montage uh, Rocky thing as well when he rides the bus. And he's literally, actually, he's having psychedelic thoughts because he's literally seeing uh, Chong Li in the mirror. Everywhere. Like, yeah. What? What is this? You get a badass montage sequence, which everybody needs before the big fight the next day. And that leads us to the big fight. The Ocho, the big time dude, Chong Li versus Frank Duke. It wasn't like, it, there was a lot of memorable fights like uh, leading up to that. Cause, oh, yeah. like, because when he fought Pac or Pac or Pac or whatever, and Pac was kind of fucking him up a little bit. Then he was like, he goes, yeah, come on, you boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were kicking each other in the fucking rib. That was awesome. And, and you saw, and, and Frank was like, I can take it. Like my, my Shidoshi used to hit me with sticks. This is nothing. <laughs> Thing. So he takes that. That's a great scene, and then and then you also see the uh, the volatile, violent, violent nature of Chong Li and what they were talking about when he kills. He like, dude, there's one scene when he lays on the back of that one guy and breaks his fucking spine, like or something. You hear him crack, and then yeah. picks him up like that, and then punches him, and then you. I always thought that was cool how he he, he was like, snap his like, fucking neck, he twisted his fucking yeah. neck like in some awesome fucking way, and he was like, yeah. So he's he's. I like how he, like he knew he, he knew he did wrong, and then the ref was sitting there, and the ref was like, and he was like this, and the ref was like he's like, <laughs> and then that he like when he killed that dude right there in front of everybody, the actual committee of the Kumite stood up and turned their backs to him, and that's when he looks at uh, uh, Frank Deuce is like, you're next. But yeah, so he's broken a dude's leg. I mean, split the bone the fuck out of yeah. it. He has killed people in the past before. Obviously, he he's, killed that other dude. Yeah, that dude was dead. He sent Jackson to the hospital, and now he straight up murdered someone when. Uh, uh, the other side of that, while, meanwhile, the greatest training music of all time is happening over top of all these montage fight scenes. Yeah. like everybody that Mike Tyson knocked out early in his career. The big dude with the tits who was like oh, very hug people. Yeah, yeah that, that guy. Uh, yeah, Van Damme fucks him up too. He hits him right in the nutsack. Yeah. Which nobody thought about doing because he's not wearing no undies. Like looks at his hand like Falcon Punch Nutcracker. That fight scene was the birth of the slow motion Van Damme scream. <laughs> Dude, because it. not only because before he did that he hit him in the stomach yeah. and you got that very first slow motion, real slow motion Van Damme punch scream because he was like, yeah. That guy tasted shit from like three weeks ago. Oh, he hit him in the stomach. Dude. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> Chong Li knew in, in his heart of hearts and farts that he could not take him in a straight up fight. There's no way. So he had to put these little these little tablets like these uh I don't know the I don't know what you would call them. He look like roofie powder. Yeah, but it's this little pill that he could crunch up. He was gonna cheat, yeah. uh, and he, essentially, and um, and he does. He starts losing to uh, John, uh, Frank Dukes. John Club answers fucking him up, which we all knew that he would. <laughs> And then he cheats, he throws this powder in his eyes and blinds him in the middle of the fight. 
It's like Van Damme at that point was so obsessed with getting back uh, at Chong Lee for Jackson that he forgot his training. Yeah. Like he forgot that it's you know he should be in a point in his life or meditating and, and be like at peace, mind, body, and spirit together. And he's not. Uh, but then eventually there's that one scene where he's like. Argh! Argh! Like that, that slow motion where he looks at the blood on his hands and he starts screaming. Again, underrated fucking uh, emotional acting by Sean Claude Van Damme in those fight sequences. And kicks in and you hear this and he starts thinking and he starts calming down and, the, and he starts remembering the training and how he was blind and he can do it and then the fucking some of the best montage shit not a montage but just him whooping ass on Chung Lee with that music flowing dude I could do anything I could jump off a fucking roof right now and I'm, only break one leg I'm pretty sure he pulled off four straight roundhouses right to fuck, uh, fucking fucking I always want to call everyone Tong Po oh. Actually makes him say mate. Sam. 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 <laughs> he was twisting his neck like mate. <laughs> and then he grabs Jackson's bandana and brings that back to Jackson. He wins. He gets the katana sword from the Kumite. He's honored his Shidoshi. He's a representative of the Tanaka clan. And um, he goes back to Jackson, visits him in the hospital, tells him that, you know, like, here's, he goes, maybe next time you should leave your clothes on. And he's like, anytime, anywhere, any place, if you need me, I'll be there. I'll, 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 I love you. I'll, me too. I, it was emotional, but at the same time, they've known each other for like 72 hours. I love you, my friend. Me too. As he's getting in the airplane to go back to the military, she pulls up and he's just like, hey, girl. What's up? He does this. He, he, <laughs> he gives her a salute. Say he gave her a salute like, hey, it was a great sex time with you in Hong Kong. And then she's like, great sex time. And he's like, mm. And then he got all those bullshit world records that pop up. And not only are they lies, but they went so far with their lies that they actually put knockout times on the fucking yeah, lies. Yeah, I said like fastest punch, point uh, twelve seconds. Fastest, oh, uh, or that was the fastest KO. So embarrassing. I think it was like fastest kick was 76 miles per hour. Like it, it was some crazy shit like that. I'm like, holy fuck. That guy was badass. But either way, like I know it's based on a fucking factual lie but either way like the movie is greatly told it's amazing inspirational film for a lot of people if you're in the dumpster if you're in a dumpster fire in your life right now and if you got the diaper dandies on your face watch this movie and find out that you can do better in your world yeah. like I, I that's what i always liked about the movie like you know it, like in a as a kid like it was always like i don't want to go to school but it's like frank dukes would do it <laughs> like i like or something like that like and the music and listening to the music i don't know man like it, it really is a solid film it's got a lot of heart in it and it really does remind me of a, it, it's to be the equivalent of rocky balboa story in martial arts you said it best, man. I can't say it any better. That's dead on. It's a fucking 10 out of 10. Full on. One of the greatest action movies of all time. It could be number one. Maybe. It's a 10 for me. Uh, but as far Well, like action films of all time, it's definitely in the top five. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's up there. Whether it be... But if you're going to be a subcategory, martial arts five, the top five film of or all time. Or even tournament fighting films. Yeah. I think tournament I fighting mean, films is definitely number one. Well, it's hard for me because I, lo I love Warrior. 
Warrior is so Wait, good. I love Warrior, I, man. I, I love Warrior too, but to me, it's not in the but realm. Because I yes. just think that when Warrior came out with Bloodsport's still holding strong, but Warrior really did like the brothers fighting each other and stuff like that. There was so much more edge on that, yeah. and there was and the, and the redemptive story of the dad. In a way, I think Warrior took a lot from Kickboxer maybe, or, and Bloodsport. Maybe, but either way, it, it, I mean, blood, dude, if you've never seen Bloodsport, I don't know why you're checking this fucking review out, but you could go watch it now. Like it's one of the best, and for you that have seen it, for you. I feel like I'm in Brooklyn. For you that's seen it, hey, fucking get your goddamn self a falafel and have a good time. But, you know, you guys know what we're talking about. Like, as a kid growing up in the 80s and then in the 90s and watching this over and over again, man, there was just something really special about it. There's a, it, it just got this feeling, this inspirational idea behind it that you just can't get anymore. You don't get those kind of movies anymore. Like, you don't leave the theater with this kind of, like, awesome soundtrack in your in your mind and your heart and your soul and you're leaving you're like fuck dude i got more fucking chest hair than i had before and i'm awesome right now neither is this <laughs> for you yo freaky Dude, it's, it's underrated as a dramatic performance, too, because if you look at Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, like, sure, Bloodsport has some editing stuff. It's got a couple of little corny things. There's a couple of weird um, voiceovers and stuff like that that happens in it. But for the most part, uh, aside from the one scene, that, that classic Rocky scene where he's like, it stinks! It stinks! You can't even fucking stay by out! You know, that whole big scene, that emotional scene with him and Mickey, uh, it doesn't have that that emotional scene in it that really just makes you cry your ass off. But this is this movie, to me, dramatically, and Sean Claude Van Damme's performance, is right up there with Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. Mm -hmm. Only unfortunately, Sean Claude Van Damme, because of the later movies he did, and because just for me personally, I think because of the language yeah. difference, doesn't get the same respect for it. And he absolutely fucking should. It's an amazing, inspirational, awesome fucking movie, and uh, we both give it a ten. And that's why it was our first inaugural edition of Revenge of the Action Movie. We love the fuck out of it, and we hope you guys do too. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is the first video, man. Yeah, dude. The first video. I feel good. I'm gonna go smoke a cigar and fucking plan the destruction of Soviet. Fucking Russia. Remember, milk's for babies. <laughs> when you grow up, you have to drink beer. Jay, we're not gonna make it. You are. Tune out. With Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebbia.